Welcome to the First Right Podcast, your weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration Pack. I'm Doug Truax, founder and president of Restoration Pack. Today, we're happy to once again have Mark Weaver on, a political consultant in Ohio who knows all about that state politics, and he's got great views on what's going on in the rest of the world. So we're super happy to have you back, Mark. Welcome. Thank you, Doug. Great to be here. Well, good. So before we get into the nationwide stuff, I just want to get your take on this Ohio Senate race. There's so much going on, some big names, uh, lots of people coming and going off of Fox and everything else. And so who better than you to give the rundown on what you think is going on in that race? Yeah, our Senator Rob Portman said he was not running for re-election, and we have many different candidates who've announced our former state party chair, Jane Timken, J.D. Vance, some people know him from the book he wrote, Hillbilly Elegy, Josh Mandel, our former state treasurer, Mike Gibbons. There's been several people in the race, and it's really unclear who's going to win because the race is getting very close, and President Trump has not yet endorsed, and that could be a key factor in this race. So what do you think right now, as far as you can tell, how are you handicapping this thing? Uh, how do you see it playing out? And what's the timing on that? Well, our primary is supposed to be May 3rd, but we're having a little fight with the Supreme Court and the legislature to the lines. And so although the Senate race doesn't really matter what the lines, because the state is the state, it may change the primary election day. So whether it's May 3rd or later, it's gonna be sometime this spring. And it's really too early to say who's going to win. Josh Mandel had been in the lead, but his numbers have been ticking down. Mike Gibbons, who's a businessman, has been ticking up. Jane Timpkin, the former state party chair, was recently endorsed by Rob Portman, and that has given her campaign some momentum. So it's one to watch, and obviously we want to win this primary with a strong candidate. But the Democrats pretty much are coming up behind Tim Ryan, a Democrat congressman from the Youngstown area. Right, right. I remember that guy from way back. I knew he was always angling at some point. So here's his chance and we'll see what happens there. But yeah, we definitely got to put up a strong candidate. And what I think we've all been encouraged over the years to see Ohio trending more and more red, which is which is great for everybody. So uh, so that's good. So uh, turning to the national scene then. So here at Restoration Pack, we're always talking about the different issues, obviously big ones around here and around the country, inflation, crime, you know, we got the demonization of people based on their skin color. That's what we talk about a lot. There's a lot of other things going on, the border, COVID still, all that stuff. What do you think going forward now are going to be the big national uh, issues that are going to be playing out? Well, I've done a lot of races over the years, and most times people aren't paying much attention to politics. I think this year's going to be different. People have figured out in the last few years that bad government policy can genuinely affect their everyday life. So whether it's mandates where there shouldn't be mandates, shutdowns where there shouldn't be shutdowns, or, or government spending to the extreme, which creates inflation, people realize that when you elect the wrong people, you get bad policies. It's always been true, but it's more noticeable lately. As a result, I think we'll see a Republican red wave similar to what we saw in 2010. And if Joe Biden continues to make the mistakes he's been making, it might be the biggest wave in modern history. Right. And we're seeing that with the inflation piece by itself, too. I mean, there's so much going on. But inflation, uh, it hasn't been a, a real problem like it is now for a long time. And so it's one of those things that just touches everybody all the time. It, it's hurting your friends. It's hurting your family. It steals your dignity in certain ways because you were going to do this and now you're not. And you got to admit that you're not. And just... 
the uh, instability it creates in our whole economy and the, and the impact it has on people. It's just it's just inescapable. So we'll see where that plays out. And, uh, you know, what, what do you see in the future with the inflation piece? I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it moderating much at all. I mean, put, put tr trillions of dollars and just the, the pent up demand that was there. And uh, what an incredible blunder uh, they've made here. Yeah, we all watched, many of us watched President Biden's State of the Union. Had he acknowledged his errors in overspending and some of the supply chain problems, that might have been the right direction to see some of the inflation cooling down. But he doubled and tripled down on the same kind of spending policies that brought where we are. He's demonized business owners and made them think that they ought not to be out there running their business. That's what businesses do which allows them to create jobs and products and help us uh, help us in America. So sadly, President Biden has doubled down on the same kinds of policies that gave us this inflation. And I don't think anything short of an election is going to change. Right, right. So that's where I am, too. So I kind of know your answer a little bit to this next question. But I just want to see if there's any outliers here. Is there anything they can do to salvage this in terms of where this is going? I mean, I don't want us to sound like overly optimistic, obviously, about our chances. It's terrible that our chances are getting so great relative to the poor condition of the economy and everything else around the world. But from an election standpoint, that's the way this works out. But is there anything that any advice that you give to the Democrats at this point, other than, you know, hey, stop doing that piece with the inflation for sure. Is there anything else that could salvage this in any way for them? Well, they are backpedaling away from these policies. And if they backpedal fast enough, the markets might notice that, and that could change the markets, and it could change the inflation as well. But I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the, the Democrat Party is captive to its far-left base. It's an anti-corporate uh, base. It's an anti-middle class base. It, it's more interested in things like uh, global warming than it is in investing in American domestic energy like natural gas and fracking and oil brought from our own country or from North America. And so the more we see that done, the more we see attacks on the very people who could affect inflation and can inflect uh, gas prices, the worse it's going to get, which is why I think only an election can solve the problem. Right. The leftists took over all the policies from the universities and let's just go ahead and just start rolling this stuff out and uh, see what happens. And boy, are we ever seeing what happens. And this is this is how it goes. Like you said, it's gonna happen in the election. So the flip side of that though, is you know, we wanna make sure as conservatives, as Republicans, we get this thing done and we don't wanna blow it. Uh, so what, what advice would you give to our party that, hey, keep an eye on this, uh, don't overextend over here, you know, anything like that that you have in mind at this point? Well, the best thing is you have to talk about what voters care about. And what they care about mostly is economic issues. Our party must make the case for why Republican and conservative principles bring about better economics for everybody. So it brings about more jobs, more growth, lower taxes, lower inflation, lower gas prices. These are all Republican strong suits. Now, of course, the culture wars are important, but that's not going to win this election. We need to win based on pocketbook issues. And along the way, we can correct some of the far overreach that's affecting the culture. Yeah, that's right. It's a good time to make some ground up on these things and show people what we're really about, because I think we really need the country right now, that's for sure. 
So last question for you then. Um, so uh, as far as the Democrats go and their leadership over there, you know, it, to me, it looks like total disarray and chaos and not a lot of great people, you know, able to step up. And I think this is a function of, you know, the hyper leftist overtake of, of their party. But so what, anybody that you uh, you uh, uh, see on that side that uh, could be, you know, a future leader for them that nobody's talking about right now? Well, sadly, their most likely future leader is AOC. And I don't say that happily. She has millions of followers on social media. She uh, she has an attractive persona. She's particularly weak on policy. Uh, logic is not something that's familiar to her. But for some voters, that doesn't matter. And she speaks to a lot of particularly younger voters. If she were to, for example, primary Chuck Schumer for Senate, it's entirely possible she could win that primary. And it's entirely possible that AOC could be in the United States Senate. And from there. We all saw Barack Obama leap from being junior senator of Illinois to, to president. So I'm not predicting that, but I'm saying she has a bit of the formula that Democrats need to pay attention. And for those of us who care about good governance, it's a scary thought. Yeah, that's terrifying. But the upside right now, like we were just talking about, is there is an outcome to all these policies that they've been advocating, and we're feeling it as a country and hopefully we get to a place where people just say, wow, AOC, she's just like the next version of that same stuff that we all hated for a while and we got rid of. So, you know, maybe we'll end up there. Who knows? But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens and keep an eye on that. But, uh, but Mark, really appreciate your insights. Always super great to have you on. Uh, super uh, smart guy that we like hearing from and appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you, Doug. All right. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting First Right to 30161. That's First Right, all caps, one word, to 30161.